0: Welcome to another episode on the UXR Minds podcast. And today I've got a very exciting guest. I'll be speaking to Anthony Conter. He is a senior product designer at Amazon Music, uh, specifically working on um, the flow of uh, the music app. And also he is a visiting assistant professor at the Pratt Institute, leading the design education for students and students pursuing master degrees in product design. So he's got a lot of experience. He's worked in in many interesting uh, companies uh, like Nickelodeon. And we're going to go a bit deeper into those experiences. But we're also going to be covering uh, his latest book that he has released. So watch out for that. And also I'll be leaving in the comments Um, a code that you can use so there'll be a link to uh, the page that you can uh, purchase this book that he's recently published on UX and the science uh, behind it and there is a 30% off uh, with the code CONTA and that's until the end of the year so you've not got much time left to use that code but I'll be posting that in the comments on LinkedIn and on other socials where I'll be posting this podcast so let's get straight into it Uh, sit back enjoy and let's go Okay, so I'd like to welcome Anthony Conta to the podcast today. It's a privilege to have you on. We, we've kind of come in contact via, I think, ADP list. Uh, so it's nice to to finally meet you virtually. Um, and yeah, so I'll, I'll give you the floor. I'll allow you to kind of introduce yourself, talk about what you're doing now. And then we can go into the book, which is uh, a very interesting book. I'm looking forward to talking about it. I'll allow you to introduce yourself and, and also the book.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Dale. Um, awesome to be here. My name's Anthony. Uh, I am a product designer uh, with a ton of years of experience across different things. Uh, I'm currently working at Amazon Music, uh, working on the now playing experience of what it's like to you know, press play on a song or a podcast and sort of like the experience you get from listening to that content. Uh, and my spare time, I teach, I tutor, I mentor. Uh, ADP List, as you mentioned, is one of those avenues, but uh, I also, uh, teach at Pratt Institute. I teach product design to master students there. In addition to uh, having my own book, which is called *The Art and Science of UX Design: A Step-by-Step Guide to Designing Amazing User Experiences*.
0: Cool, and cool. I'm happy to be. Here. Nice and nice to have you. And I love the title of the book as well. Kind of really gives it that that vibe. Because also that's one thing that drew me to to design in general, and especially UX design was the yeah the art and science kind of elements coming together and being able to produce and create not only like visually pleasing designs but also functional designs as well along with the yeah the psycho psychology element of uh, of of the of the discipline so yeah so that's really cool
1: yeah, thank you. And and that was like that art and science piece was something I really wanted for this book. I felt like, you know, as I've got through the industry, like there's like these moments where I I have to be like really creative and kind of like make something and yeah. there's no like process or procedure, but then there's sometimes mm-hmm. kind of is, <laughs> it's like a very like yeah. strict <laughs> management of steps um, that feel very like, you know, data driven and like you're testing a hypothesis. So I feel like that art and science in this industry just come back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. And just, that was kind of the, the thesis of What's behind
0: the book? That's cool. Well, congratulations on, yeah, producing a book. It's, uh, I imagine, it's a milestone in your life. So,
1: <laughs> it was a milestone for sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. um And yeah, I've started reading it. I'll, I'll admit, I've not finished it yet, but <laughs> so far, I, I'm enjoying it. So, looking forward to discussing that book with you. um But maybe we can go back to also just kind of your day-to-day uh, job, so mm-hmm. Amazon Music. And um, sure. also, again, I, lo- I actually use Amazon Music. I love podcasts. Oh, awesome, I've got my own podcast, but love listening to podcasts as well. Love the app and I think it works really well. Obviously, you'll you know the ins and outs and see the defects of it, but I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you want to maybe go into yeah how, how eventually you ended up at Amazon Music, kind of your journey into product design? What piqued your interest in, in this field, et cetera?
1: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the path. Um, so I actually graduated um, my my school with a master's in financial economics. So, okay. you know, I don't really use that now, <laughs> but there's a path uh, that, that took me and from, from there the path. Um, And uh, I started an uh, antitrust law, um, doing a lot of research and writing a lot of reports, getting a lot of practice for good writing, um, by investigating markets for anti-competitive behavior. So it's just okay. like, hey, it's like market like, Ripe for economic collusion uh, mm-hmm. or of some sort, uh, and I didn't like that at all. <laughs> I just wasn't a fan of of doing that. Um, I didn't really want to spend my time suing people. Uh, so, uh, and it was business, not people, but yeah. <laughs> um, so I did a pivot, and I actually made my own company. I made my own uh, gaming company. So I, I founded a, a studio that just like made board games, and the business model was you know do a proof of concept, incubate it, um, play test it, really like develop it. And then go to Kickstarter and fund it, and then sell it to other publishers. So mm-hmm. that was like my my model, and I ended up selling a couple games to Mattel, um, yeah. a few other places, and uh, yeah, it was a, a fun time. And that's where I really like cut my teeth on design, like really focusing mm-hmm. on like doing research and, and making sure that I, like I was designing a good product for the customers I wanted to design for. Sure. Uh, and then from there, I actually went to um, Nickelodeon to work on nice. Blue's Clues and, and other properties. Um, like that. So like, uh, you know, early education, entertainment, um, taking these like linear videos, you know, like you watch blue schools on the TV or something like that. uh, And you like shout at the TV as it shouts at you. And it's like a one way conversation, but it's like synced and it feels like it's a a two way conversation. Um, We we took that dynamic and made it uh, on phones so that it was a two way conversation, like the video would wait for your response and whatever response you gave, like it would um, give you a different response. So like oh, you could actually like have a, a course correction and choose your own adventure type of experience. It was like an interactive special akin to like Netflix um, videos nice. that like Bandersnatch, uh, but for kids. So uh, that's where I really got like the digital experience in design. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I went to a boot camp, uh, General Assembly, and I, I moved around between Kaplan and Food Network and Vimeo. And, um, you know, I'm at Amazon now.
0: Well, cool. very nice. So- a varied background obviously your the 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 entry into the field was maybe not the the standard one but i'm starting to find that not everyone has the the same journey into into product or design or or whatever it is which i think adds to the um, the beauty of the field as well because everyone has different skills different backgrounds that all of these things like bring bring the the quality to the table for want of a better word um so yeah that's really cool um so out of those like What what has been the the highlight of your career so far in terms of maybe a skill that you've learned, or I don't know, a piece of advice that you heard from someone? Maybe Nickelodeon, Vimeo, because you've worked for some pretty established um, companies or well known companies. So I imagine within those uh, companies, there are obviously people with a lot of advice and things to to give. So, so yeah.
1: Yeah, I've gotten this might be a mixed bag. I have a couple that are like surfacing to top of mind for me. Sure, uh, yeah, go ahead. So, so if we talk about like the game design experience, for example, like mm-hmm. finding fun is probably one of the mantras that I'd, I'd say that's like one of the most important parts of that experience. Like yeah. just, you know, what within this element or what within this experience is just like fun for people to do. And that's what you should like lean into and focus on when you're designing your experience. Mm. Uh, so that's probably one of the ones uh, a lot of the corporate positions I've had, there's been this mantra called collapse the triangle. So, okay. what that means is like if you want to talk to another person, but you go through like this third person to have that conversation, right. uh, just don't, just collapse that triangle and just go directly <laughs> to to that source.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so simple, it, but effective. More, <laughs> exactly. It's a little bit more proactive, a little bit more, yeah. um, you know, it, it shows more of that leadership potential and whatnot.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: yeah. And then at Amazon, we actually have like, all sorts of mantras you know like our leadership principles are very popular um they're yeah. external facing as well so if anyone wants to look that up you can look at them and um i, I find that i uh, like them quite a lot and use them <laughs> quite a lot uh, we have a couple sayings um one of the ones that i use most often is uh have backbone disagree and commit. So what that means is like when you're, you know, in a situation and um, you believe something and someone else believes something else, how do you come to a resolution? You know, like stand for what you believe in, but at the end of the day, you have to like make a decision and collaborate on that decision. And um, that's the other side of that, uh, which is disagree and commit. You might say, oh, I don't agree with this approach. I believe Mm -hmm. in something else, but I will postpone that belief to do what's right for the customer. And that's kind of like what is um, the heart of that principle
0: and a lot of the other oh, principles. That's cool, that's cool. I would say probably those are very much like your interpersonal skills within within a team environment, obviously with the objective of creating a product uh, for, for the customer. Um, but those are good ones because generally we we might focus on the advice in terms of like a skill like uh, learn this skill or uh, apply this skill in this way and you'll have a a better product or your design skills will level up or whatever so it's nice to also hear some kind of yeah more like leadership skills uh, how you interact with each other how you come to a decision as well as a team i think those are also very useful uh, mantras or or things to to learn so for sure and
1: those um those leadership principles in particular like are um something that exists outside of amazon mm-hmm. as well like, like ex amazon yeah. people like, use them and bring them to the places i have been for example at a food network um we had someone who was from amazon and he brought over some of that mm-hmm. culture some of those principles um into how we built our products
0: so, oh, wow.
1: yeah it's cool right? people, like cool. exist outside of itself
0: yeah absolutely you can kind of carry it over into your future roles or wherever it may be that's cool so obviously that that's your more day-to-day role, and as you mentioned before, you you've written a book. So how did that come about? Was it something you always wanted to do, like uh, I don't know, it's this dream well, one day want to write a book, and it eventually just happens to be on UX or on product design, or was it something that maybe came about through a specific role that kind of just led itself into? Maybe you had material that you'd already written, and that just translated into a book. Kind of how did that come about? Because I'm intrigued into. our books uh appear
1: (laughs) of course yeah (laughs) and just magically um so so, uh this this book uh i think it was a blend of what you mentioned you know i never had a goal of like i'm gonna write a book certainly not a 460 page book it's it's very um (laughs) that was like never the goal like um it just kind of happens but i tend to like push myself and find different opportunities for me so i've been doing a lot of writing um ever since the boot camp and especially the pandemic where i had a lot of free time um so within that process i would just like write articles i would write like educational content i I make courses uh, in my spare time Mm -hmm. and um through all of those experiences i kind of came up with like a curriculum and like a a set of like um materials that i felt would be useful in like a book format so i wondered like oh maybe i could really push on this maybe i could actually like become an author Um, not just like a blogger or a writer um, Mm. or a teacher like I wonder if I can go to another level so I had approached a bunch of publishing companies and asked them like hey do you want like this book are you interested and one of the publishing companies Pearson was very interested and we came to an agreement and worked together to uh, make the book so yeah
0: nice very nice very nice so yeah like I said before it's a a great achievement (laughs) to, to have a book out so what what is the, the purpose of this book? So obviously you briefly touched on it at the begin- beginning, but do you want to give maybe an intro into the book, kind of who it's aimed at and what you hope to achieve with this book in terms of like providing something to the reader?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, what I'd love to give to the reader is a sense, uh, an opportunity to do design. Like that's kind of like the point of this book. It really is a step-by-step guide and that has okay. like influenced the the creation of it. So this is for people that, uh, are just getting into design. They don't really know too much about it, or they're looking to like brush up on a certain skill set and work from examples. Maybe they want to, uh, create a portfolio. So this book enables you to do that. Um, or you're like, maybe like a product partner or someone who works adjacent to design and you want to like understand more about the principles and the processes and the steps, uh, Mm. across design thinking. So the, the way that the book is structured is it takes um, the design thinking models, you know, that we're familiar with. um, And it borrows from Nielsen Norman group specifically, uh, but talks about a bunch of the other ones. And you go from like those those steps, it's empathize, define, uh, ideate, prototype, test and implement. Those are like the different steps of like making a new thing. And uh, it's eight chapters. The first chapter is the intro to design and what that is. The next uh, six are those six steps. And the last one's like, kind of like, what do I do now? How do I get a job? That type of stuff. Um, within each of those, those core chapters in the middle, um, through each of those steps, I, I give you examples of uh, various things you can do in order to you know, make a product. So the way it's organized is you get a theory or a principle uh, or a process. And then I show you examples of those things. I break down those examples. And then um, I actually invite the reader to complete an exercise. Like there's like a whole bunch of exercises in the book. Okay. And uh, I've even got like the answers or at least an answer, you know, like there's no one answer in design, but I show you an example of like what that could look like if I were to go through it. Um, so you can sort of like compare, you know, if you you do the exercises yourself. And if you go through the whole book, you do all the exercises, you end up with a, an end-to-end case study, which can then turn into a portfolio. So it's almost like this like boot camp kind of like, I don't okay. want to call it, it's not, but like, it's like that yeah. type of experience, you know, where you like do a project end to end, um, okay. and, uh, end up with like something at the, at the end of it. That's um, cool.
0: So it's not yeah. necessarily only like theoretical or just, just purely reading, <laughs> but there are things that the reader can put into practice and see a physical, well, virtual physical outcome <laughs> <Yeah>. of, <laughs> of what they're designing. But
1: that's yeah. that's, that's and, really um,
0: cool.
1: And that, that, What you just mentioned like it's not just the theory like that was kind of what frustrated me about some of the books that i read like Mm. as i was like trying to learn um i'd I'd read very like inspirational books i'd be like oh design's awesome and like you should always advocate for the user and like you know you should like work with your stakeholders to you know make this happen and whatever Mm. else and i was like oh this is awesome i'm really excited and then i would sit down and do my project and i'd be like (laughs) what am i doing (laughs) like how do i actually like mechanically like advocate for a user like what does it mean to like not have bias like all all these sort of things and this book that i wrote i wanted to provide some some Mm. extra details there some extra steps that you could take in order to to do that
0: yeah no that's that's also a good point as well it's like yeah like I love reading and obviously I prefer listening to stuff so I tend when I was learning I tended to listen to yeah Vuex pro- podcasts or just general design podcasts even targeted at learners um and yeah like you can read and listen to all this yeah theory and kind of all oh, this is how it should be done and and yeah when you actually come to doing it, it's like you have all that kind of knowledge in your head and it's like okay now how do I actually have- Apply it, and then you have to go again, and maybe look online, find maybe practical resources to know how to apply. Maybe you understand it, but then to apply it is a different thing. So that yeah. that's cool. And could you give maybe an example off top of your head of one of the kind of practical lessons or yeah things that you can the exercises the user can do that they can yeah. add to their portfolio.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, um, for example, like uh, a common thing to do is to create a survey in order to find people to talk to. It's mm-hmm. called like a screener survey. It's like you're trying to screen out a bunch of people and get like some candidates that you can talk to for user interviews, so you can understand your problem and like you know continue to to progress down design thinking. Uh, so you know, like finding users uh, can be a challenge. So what I do is I, I give a bunch of like examples of how like you can find those people to talk to in addition to how you can construct uh, a survey in order to like filter out um, the people you want to, to talk to for your project. So I take a survey that I actually used to do like my own project and I break down like all the questions and I, I say like, here's each of the, the questions and why I asked them and how they're constructed in that way. And then at the end of that um section i say okay now you make a survey because you're going to go do this too like this is something that that i want you to do so you can like work on your projects so i tell them to make a survey i give them the the principles behind um the the survey construction what they should ask and why Mm. and then at the back of the book uh you can go to that section and see like oh like this is how i would have like made a survey if i were trying to solve this problem because i even give a problem that's like a theme throughout the book i say like uh it's like, how would you like help solo travelers? Like, how would you help travelers who are by themselves and like create a uh, product for them that like helps them, you know, okay. travel? And that's like the theme of the exercises. You don't have to cool. use that theme; you could use your own if you want to. Yeah. But that's the one that I work from. You know, like these yeah. exercises can apply to any problem.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Also, yeah, because sometimes, especially for new designers or wanna-be designers, product designers, it can be difficult to, especially if you've not got the experience to to create a, a case study or demonstrate mm-hmm. your, your work. So it's also nice that you give kind of that example, a scenario that the user can then, the user, sorry, getting stuck in, in those terminologies that the reader can uh, right. can follow throughout the book. Yeah, <laughs> I use that, that was um, so the,
1: yeah, it's, it's, it becomes so interchangeable. You know, when we say customer at Amazon, it's like user, <laughs> it's whatever. Um, I think that you're hitting on something that was really important to me too, for this book, which was mm-hmm. um, this, this uh, when I was in my boot camp whenever the instructors would show us like real work that they did like the entire class woke up sat up straight in their chair was just stared glued to like watching uh these examples and that was really Mm -hmm. valuable uh for for us i wanted to do that i wanted to provide like that context to to look at
0: yeah exactly and then obviously the student can then and the reader can kind of if they want to use that scenario as well but they can also mirror it in maybe a scenario that they want to 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 use in, in their portfolio so no, that's really yeah. cool and uh so just thinking as well of of people who are maybe transitioning career or are just new to their field and maybe are still looking for, for their first role um uh, do you have any advice for them or it could be from the book or it could be from yourself even if you are the author of the book but you know what i mean like sure. <laughs> what would you like to to share with, with those people
1: um if you're looking uh especially now it's a a challenging time um Mm. within tech you know like it's 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 um and what what i would say is uh if if you're trying to make that transition um it it can be difficult to do so if you're like Mm. just in your own echo chamber And just like trying to apply to jobs and like improve your skills and like where you spend your time and focus and energy can be really overwhelming i know it was for me for my transition i felt like i had to Mm -hmm. do everything Uh, i felt like i had to be the best at figma or you know i I was using sketch but like the best of the tools uh the best at um you know networking interviewing all this stuff uh Mm. you you need to like give yourself a little bit of space and, and credit and just like this is a very difficult transition to make uh it's very difficult especially now but just in general just like trying to like do something new and change your career is is very hard Mm -hmm. Um, or even establish your career if you're like going through a university program or something like that um so it's a marathon not a sprint would would be what i would say i know people want their outcome immediately i I know i did (laughs) but it, it does take a lot of time and knowing that it takes a lot of time you have to set up procedures and support systems that allow you to take yeah. that time to burn out. I've seen a lot of people burn out in this yeah. career. I yeah. think they have to do it. And then they never make their transition because they give up because it was like too hard or stressful, or they put too much pressure yeah. on themselves. I would say, try to find the support networks that allow you to make this transition. So like leaning on friends and family, leaning on, you know, mentors or people in past jobs or experiences. I, I spoke to a lot of people. Um, who had gone through boot, the bootcamp before me. And I spoke to like some of my ex coworkers, told them I was making this transition and they really helped support me and find the opportunities yeah. in order to to get my first, like foot in the door for a product design role yeah. specifically.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a really nice piece of advice. It's something that helps me. Like I was in the beginning when I was even just thinking about transitioning over, didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do at the time, but I knew I wanted to be in in this field in some capacity. And yeah, that was like, uh, I got in contact via LinkedIn, my first one of my first connections on LinkedIn. Um, and that's why he mentioned to me like, like reach out to people, don't expect the world from them, kind of that they're gonna give you a job like that. Um, but yeah, set up that support network, wherever it be people in the field, um, but also yeah, friends and family, let them know you're doing this transition. And yeah, I also love the the phrase, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> and it's true because the the first i think yeah the first year in my transition i thought yeah i just started yeah within a year i should be ready for a job or i should be i don't know at least uh, towards getting my first job i had to wait three years for my first (laughs) opportunity to to get my first job so yeah and i i'm i'm thankful though for those three years because in those three years i was able to really define and understand what I wanted to do. Uh, and also it gave me the skills and also the opportunity to to learn properly. Cause I, I think after the first year, I wouldn't have been as ready as I was after three years of training and reading and volunteering and all freelancing, et cetera. So, so yeah, no, I completely agree with, with what you mentioned.
1: Yeah, I, I love that you stayed with it. You know, I know some people that have given up like after six months, after a year, they're just like, this isn't for me, I can't do it. I gotta go do something else. I it, it to a few a times, long time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But you know, you made it, so
0: yeah, exactly. I'm one of the success stories, <laughs> um, and also like that. This is one of the memories why I wanted to set up the podcast and allow kind of just a platform to for these sorts of discussions with seniors in the field. Um, just to kind of because sometimes whenever, when I was like transitioning, like you view these people in the field who have these jobs that you're aiming to to get as like. I don't know these wonderful people that it must have been so easy for them or i don't know they went straight from university to their first job and now that. but yeah you view them in this kind of magical way that like i don't know that they're they're just better than you right? for want of a again for want of a better word but they also had their challenges and they also went through possibly a career transition or just a transition into again, their first job and it isn't always as easy as if you think it it is um So speaking to people on the podcast and just outside the podcast as well, like I found that everyone goes through these these challenges. Also, this self-doubt as well. Like, uh, can I do it? Am I good enough for this job? Or like, uh, am I ready for my first job? And will I ever get my first job? So, yeah, I completely agree with that. That premise that you mentioned before. So, so yeah, thanks for, for sharing that. Um, Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and, you know, I, I don't know of an overnight success story, (laughs) you know, like it it might be magical to you as like an observer, you know, like to you (laughs) and I, um, there's a story from like Kickstarter, uh, where Mm -hmm. like I was doing my Kickstarter and and I was trying to do some research and I found this one company and they just like raised like, I don't know, like half a million dollars in their first day. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, that's incredible. I've never heard of this company. How'd they do it? Like, it felt like a, you know, like a flash in the pan overnight success, like, like, but they had spent like years (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know building an audience building their product like yeah. not necessarily advertising or promoting themselves but just like making sure that they had the fan base ready to go and and you don't see all that work that someone puts into it you know no. like it's not privy to that
0: exactly exactly yeah it's like a, it's like anything as well on social media that uh, obviously on LinkedIn you see the the highlights of someone's career. You see that you can look through their their past experience, like like I look through yours, like, oh wow, Nickelodeon, Amazon, Amazon Music, all, all of these food network. And you think, oh wow, this person's like that must be amazing. And obviously you are amazing at what you're doing your job. But obviously there's a backstory to that. There are challenges, there are doubts, there are imposter syndrome, etc. And even probably now you have those feelings from time to time. Um so yeah, not but that's one thing that I also want to share with people is I, I did it and we all do it. But don't view kind of what you see on LinkedIn or wherever it might be is that like you're the one that's the only one that's facing those challenges. And everyone is as a super duper life, super duper career that's going super well. And um, it's not the case. Everyone has these challenges and everyone at some point has to, have to transition over. And like you say, I don't know of any kind of overnight success stories like it's a, it's a marathon. And also just value and and cherish that the time that you do have to study and to, to make that transition and make the most of it because once you do have your first role, that's when you do really need to start producing results. So enjoy the time where you've not got that pressure, um, and just yeah, enjoy the process.
1: Yeah, as a as a teacher, um, I do get to live somewhat through like my students and like see yeah. them doing things like without boundaries, you know, without like yeah. those requirements, without that pressure to deliver, and it's like yeah, it's fun.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly the, the Enjoy. amount of
1: creativity that they're allowed to have
0: yeah yeah exactly because it's stressful when you start having to meet deadlines and yeah obviously i'm a researcher so you've got to convince stakeholders to to listen to your research and to read your research and yeah. and yeah there's that all those sorts of challenges that you got to face when you do and you get a role or whatever like role eventually you get so so yeah um so yeah for your book uh where can people find it um where is it sold so people can read it
1: yeah of course um so it's sold on amazon uh that's like the easiest place to find it Uh, you can just search the art and science of ux design uh it is also available on the publisher's website and if you go to the
0: publisher's website
1: yeah pearson that's right okay Uh, there's like a very long url um maybe that's something you know, if we take a break from from the podcast, is that something you can provide in like show notes or is that something?
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. I'll share that okay. yeah, on the show absolutely. notes and also yeah, on LinkedIn. Uh,
1: then I'll redo a portion of this part. Yeah, so it's available on amazon.com. Uh, that's probably the easiest place to find it. You can just search the title of the book, The Art and Science of okay. UX Design. Uh, you can also go to the publisher's website, which will be in the, the show notes. And um, if you go to the publisher's website, you can actually use uh, a code, my last name, C-O-N-T-A, to get 35% off uh, mm-hmm. until the end of 2023. So that could be of interest to some people if they'd like. So Absolutely. either of these places, yeah, it's it's a pretty steep discount. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is, yeah, 35%, yeah, especially so, in this economical age.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, um, I, I'd recommend uh, that one, but you know, Amazon yeah. too, if you want to two-day shipping
0: that's cool that's cool and yeah i, I recommend it um like i said I've, I've started reading it and enjoying it so far um and also as well it can be an alternative uh, because at the time i've mentioned this before on the podcast that Uh, I have a family (laughs) so at the time I was working two jobs and I know many that speak to me who I speak when when I'm mentoring they're in the same position like they can't afford to go to boot camp um if that's what they want to do or or whatever it may be even go to university and study I don't know interact like visual interaction or whatever that may be. So to to have a form of a book or things like this that it's a lot more economically viable for, for certain people in those positions that have a family or just physically, like, economically can't afford uh, these courses. So, so, yeah, I highly definitely. recommend it. And, yeah, thanks for, for sharing uh, this book with me today and yeah. you know, also our listeners.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I believe in, like, tiny experiments, you know, like, mm-hmm. trying things out before you, like, commit to them. Yeah. Um, I've had friends who've, like, committed to boot camps and then just, like, do do anything after you know so like mm. i would highly recommend like a test project reading a book before doing a six month bootcamp. you know like yeah. like um, in what ways can you like try this on if you're thinking about it and i think this is like a great way to do that
0: absolutely absolutely yeah yeah of course like it's a way to just introduce yourself to the field yeah find out if you like it um and then once you decide yeah if you want to do a boot camp or if that's not affordable for you if you like, like I did, did the the self-learning route. <laughs> uh, might be a bit of a longer process, but, but yeah, like uh, definitely reading this book or yeah, uh, things like this can definitely help introduce you to the field. So yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming on uh, today, Anthony. Uh, it's nice to properly meet you as well. And, and yeah.
1: Of course, thanks for having me, Dale. Um, had a great time.
0: <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so we'll end here. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. See ya.